0: According to NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration's National Centers for Environmental Information, in 2020 alone, the U.S. experienced $22 billion weather and climate-related disasters. A weather or climate event doesn't have to produce a billion dollars in damage to have a story, so I've decided to tell a few of my personal storm and disaster stories. And along the way, I've recruited friends and family to share their stories. And now I'm recruiting you, the listener, to share your stories. Welcome to Cotton the Fury. Welcome to Cotton the Fury. I'm your host, Connie Elliott, and I've been following severe weather for about 25 or 30 years. In 1991, I witnessed the aftermath of an F4 tornado while a nearby community, Andover, Kansas, reeled from one of the first well documented F5 tornadoes of our modern era. Now I want to share stories of events that have impacted not only myself, but others like me, people who find ourselves fascinated by weather and climate events. So today there's no real content warnings because I'm not covering specific weather events, and anything I touch on will be generic, or at least won't go into too many details. Future episodes will have content warnings so you can decide to skip episodes with disturbing content. Today's episode is more about introducing myself and kind of getting acquainted. So next I'd normally go into some background on the event by sharing stories, I would go into some background on the event that I'm sharing stories from, I apologize. Um, The cottonwood trees have been putting off cotton for about a week and a half at this point and my allergies are just killing me, so bear with me. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about my background and kind of why I decided to create Cotton the Fury um my senior year of high school i lucked into a job at a local radio station and i worked there for about six or seven years um thoroughly enjoyed it really liked the people that i worked with i learned a lot while i was there and in the you know 10 plus years since i've left i have always had a very special place in my heart for radio and i do miss it a lot um, I did take some time and I went through a period where I worked retail most recently I've worked um, hospital and health care and I currently work for a really great company that does medical billing um, I'm, I'm really I'm really happy there but I, I, I mentioned this because I need you guys to understand that Sometimes, um, <laughs> sometimes things are going to happen and I'm going to laugh at things that are maybe not appropriate. And this is because I have a very dark humor, nurtured by my time mm-hmm. in radio and really, really cultivated by retail and healthcare. So, um, just a heads up. If I, If I laugh in a spot that you don't think is appropriate, you are probably absolutely very right. However, I am going to try and treat everything that I read with as much respect and dignity as I possibly can because I understand that these are serious things, and I do not ever intend to make light of the hurt and the heartache that can come from some of these events, so just fair warning. Um, I will say that I did when I was working hospital. Um, the tail end when I was working for a hospital was actually the. It was right after the first wave of COVID, so um, that probably also nurtured that dark sense of humor a little more than some people are comfortable. But. Just as a heads up, fair warning, my sense of humor gets a little dark. Um, But that being said, I do want to treat this seriously. And I want to show respect to the stories that I'm telling. So each spring that comes along Tornado Alley, my area, we do storm spotter training and I try and go and sit in on a storm spotter training every year I've been trying to go and get that advanced certification and it's been several years since I've been able to go and do that and actually the last two years I don't even think that I I think I may have watched the spotter training last year have not had time this year unfortunately and uh Between a global pandemic and I also have a toddler, Chalupa Batgirl, she is our executive producer. Um, I just have not had time to make myself sit down and go through that this year. But I have been trying to go to some kind of spotter training every year since I was probably about 14 or 15. If I wasn't going by myself, when I could drive you know I was on my dad on my dad you know dad dad let's go they have the spotter training tonight and the area that I grew up they would actually use one of the screens at the local movie theater to show their presentation and kind of get everybody in one location so that they could train a whole bunch of people at once and it was usually fairly well attended but I mean what 15-year-old girl isn't going to be drawn like a moth to, to the flame when your presentations have titles like Fury on the Plains. Like, it, it can't just be me, right? Right? Anyway, these days, I prefer to chase from home for a number of reasons. Um, kind of, again, it goes back to My executive producer is still in the toddler age group, that is one reason. But a big reason that I choose to chase from home these days is called Chaser Convergence. I'm gonna go into a lot more depth on that in a future episode, but the basic rundown of it is in this day and age, when the National Weather Service is telling us, hey, there's gonna be really, really bad weather this day, could be a lot of tornadoes, In Oklahoma, and other places I'm sure, but I'm speaking specifically to Oklahoma, the springtime of the year with a moderate or high risk issued by the National Weather Service, the Storm Prediction Center, etc., etc., every idiot with any form of transportation and a smartphone with a radar app becomes a storm chaser and this kind of clogs up the roads it makes it a lot more dangerous because you have people that don't know what they're doing that are just there to see the storm and they're not paying attention to the road the other vehicles um it just you're you're putting hundreds of extra people in the storm's direct path and it's, it's, it just, it can create a nightmare scenario, really. So even on a good day, you know, you kind of have to rely on your fellow motorists to have a heads up, keep their eyes open, be paying attention. And when you add a, a storm to the mix that may be producing a tornado or getting ready to produce a tornado, everybody immediately starts driving like their head is up their rear end and they can't see. So instead of, being part of the problem because I don't, I don't chase, you know, regularly enough. I'm not a professional. I'm really not. I'm not. I prefer to spot and let it come to me and report it. That's kind of how I grew up. I don't chase, but I also wish that other people who are the idiots with a vehicle and a smartphone with a radar app would do the same thing I do. Stay home, sit in the air conditioning chase via live stream, watch whatever's going on, on, on the, on your television with the meteorologist lives, Wh- whatever, whatever, pick a meteorologist, pick a storm chaser, watch their crap, stay off the roads. And uh, there's, they're in, they're in the rant for that. I'll get more into it later. And it's actually probably going to be a very huge topic for some of the Oklahoma City area storms that I will eventually cover. Um, but that's just, that's my thing. I prefer to chase from home because, ew, people. Um, so, basically, just, I have this love for radio and really kind of missing being the person that's behind the board and kind of doing the studio side of things, just having this, this nostalgia for working radio and having a passion for severe weather, I find myself here with you guys. And I've learned a lot over the, the last few years, and as the years go by, of course, I'm always eager to learn more. I love to communicate about the weather, and I mean other natural events as well, but weather, that's, that's the sweet spot. That's where my passion always has been and likely always will be. As I go, I'd like to try and offer like tips and advice about weather or climate events that can kind of help you keep yourself safe Um, might help protect you and your property in the event of a storm or a climate event, like a wildfire. Um, I'm going to be pulling that from a lot of different sources. I'm going to try and use, you know, CDC, National Weather Service. um, There's a couple of others, and I didn't write them down, and that is the bane of my existence, y'all. If I don't write it down, it didn't happen. But uh, anytime I offer those tips or that advice, anytime I've got something, I'll be linking it in show notes so that you guys can get in there and, and look at it and decide what parts of it fit your life the best. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to do a quick introduction today. And I just want to thank you guys for stopping by and listening. And I really, really hope that you come back next time because next time is when I will be covering the weather event that really got me into severe weather. So my next episode is, of course, the Hayesville-Andover tornado of 1991. In my next episode, I'm gonna share some of my own personal memories from April 26th of 1991. I'm gonna cover some of the background of the storm system that produced tornadoes in seven states, including several F4s, one of which impacted my area, and the massive F5 that was captured by both professional and amateur photographers, leading to some of the most dramatic storm footage of the decade. So, if you guys are interested in giving that a listen, give me... I'm going to try and do this in about... I'm going to try and do it in about a week, just because I'm still trying to generate interest since I'm, I'm new and then after that I will probably go to a monthly format until I generate a little more interest and then I may investigate going bi-weekly but there is a ton of research that's going into this and again, I have a toddler so my research time between a full-time job and a toddler is very limited but I do want to produce the best quality episode I possibly can I want to make sure that my facts are as correct as possible and unfortunately, at this point, it's going to take a little bit of time. So I'm going to see if I can establish, you know, like the... I don't know. I don't know. Just just stay tuned. We'll figure that out. Um, I'll probably be dropping the episode about Andover in a week. And, uh, yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Eventually, there'll be another one. at Caught in the Fury. And look for us soon on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Bye, guys! You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Caught in the Fury. And look for us soon on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.